Rockstar Energy is giving one lucky winner a trip to Las Vegas. To enter, text Vegas to 59570 for your chance to win an all-inclusive trip to Las Vegas from Rockstar Energy. Again, that's V-E-G-A-S to 59570. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply. Don't wait to put an end to junk sleep. Shop Mattress Firm's Black Friday sale and wake up a better you. Save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase, up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. Unjunk your sleep, only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. See details at mattressfirm.com. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey everybody, it's A Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino and I am uh, joined today by Dr. Ruth Roberts, who if you don't recognize her name, you're probably going to recognize when I say the crock pet uh, person who created this wonderful recipe for our dogs. So I'm so excited to talk to you because of course you're a pioneer um, because uh, we have been taught that we're supposed to get our dog's food out of a bag and it, it looks like kibble. And so I would love for you to share um, with our listeners, how did a vet go, wait a minute, this food's not working. I need to go look and, and create something so that I can tell parents because I get asked on a regular basis, what should I feed my dog? So it's always like, well, do you want to buy something or do you want to make it yourself? So tell us, how did you, because as my listeners know that, you know, vets aren't taught about diet and nutrition in school. And so if a vet does know about diet and nutrition, they've gone out on their own and learned um, so thank you for doing that. But what, what made you uh, start this and start looking at their, what they were eating? Angela, first of all, thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm so yeah. delighted because this piece of health is so underused. And like many doctors, I had to get really sick myself before I started making changes in my own health. And it was astonishing. Um, so I won't belabor you the details, but suffice it to say that simply by making a change from processed foods in my own diet to whole foods diet, the results were astonishing. Okay, so I don't mean to interrupt you, but isn't this is something that I think uh, people of a certain age understand because when we turned a certain age, I think it was like 45 for me, I had to change what I was eating. So you mentioned that, that you went through your own journey of, oh, wait a minute, I got to fix my gut. What I eat is medicine. So I think that younger people don't understand that yet because they haven't really gone through it, um, except maybe when they go out and drink too much. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's how it, that's what's going to happen is you're going to start having basically food hangovers from your body no longer wanting to process or deal with whatever it is you're putting in. So then that's when the issues start. And, and you're right. I mean, so the best explanation I ever had was from a nutritionist friend. And what he said is think of your life as a funnel. At the top, you've got a really wide margin for error. And as you age, it gets a little more narrow. 
So that certainly is what happened. I was right at my 40s. I had a bunch of yucky stuff going on. And, uh, and frankly, I hadn't been taking care of myself. And I think that's the other really key factor. Um, I'd like to say that age is just a number, but I mean, there really is truth to as you age, things just don't work quite the way they used to. Yep. Amen. Uh, so and same the same thing happens to our dogs. Exactly. Exactly. When they're puppies, I mean, you know, golly, people would bring in puppies that were subsisting on leftovers scattered smothered and covered from waffle house and it's like wow is that even food but yeah so and then they're okay but then and this is the thing that was interesting to me it's used to be at two years of age when i was first in practice and i've been a veterinarian now for almost well over 30 years at this point which is weird to say but you know, it used to be at two years of age, that's when we'd start to see changes when their margin for error got more narrow. But we're seeing that at six months of age now. I and know. it is really bizarre. And we can say, oh, it's the vaccines, it's the heart prevention, it's the flea prevention. And while those things have use, I mean, you're in the Southeast, it's really tough to keep fleas under control. I it's figured not- it out. <laughs> Yay, because that is a difficult one. Oh, I, know. Um, I didn't but, think I was. Yeah, but that's the thing is that all of those things contribute, but there is something underlying the genetics that's just way off. And in humans, we now know due to epigenetic influences, an experience that your grandmother had as a young woman transmits genetically to you. So if we know that this mother dog had um, scrounged all of her life, eaten cruddy food, been under constant threat, and been around agricultural chemicals and God only knows what else, that's gonna have a genetic impact on these puppies and kittens. So- I love that you're saying that. And also- yeah. And they're not, and nowadays they're not bred for the health. Let's take the healthiest female and healthiest uh, male. And no, it's who's yeah. got the cutest face and the squished face and the smaller and the more compact. So then yeah. the problems just, you know, get worse, more, worse and worse. I wanted to bring up the endocannabinoid system. I don't know if you're familiar with the endocannabinoid system. Absolutely. Great. And what we have found is, you know, and I, Forgive my, to my listeners, forgive me because I know I mention it all the time, but the reason that we have a Frenchie on our logo is because at my groom shop, I was seeing one and two year old uh, Frenchies with horrible allergies. Their hair was gone off their feet already. They were so inflamed and messed up. And I'm like, how is this possible? You're not even a year old yet. So it absolutely you know, we know that the first time that a puppy gets um, an endocannabinoid from its mother, it get there's two, anandamide and 2-AG, and 2-AG actually gives them the um, suckling, you know, makes them want to suck. If they don't have that and they're not breastfed long enough or weaned properly, then they're literally born with an endocannabinoid deficiency. And then to go back to what you said, if they scrounged, lived in fear, that dog probably had an endocannabinoid deficiency also. So all of that matters. What the mother, how the, what the mother ate, how the mother lived, all of that. I know when I, I remember looking for um, a schnauzer, breeder schnauzer, and I remember them going, the best way 
to know that you're in a good place is you want to see the mother and the father. And then you want them to bring back, you want to meet them. Are they happy? Are they socialized? Have they seen the light of day? And it was interesting because it kind of became this mission where I visited a whole bunch and then ended up calling on a whole bunch because they broke every single one of the rules. So um, not to get off on a tangent on that, but yes, it does matter. It does matter where they came from, what their mother and their father, what are they bringing over from that? And then because of all that, we're seeing them get cancer, autoimmune diseases much earlier in life. And dogs, little dogs that used to live to be 20 are now dying at seven, eight, nine years old, which is when they become seniors. That's well, and well, that's when they become my age. So this is horrifying. They're dying at 55 years of age, equivalent to humans. But, and you're right. So we not only handicap their endocannabinoid system, we handicap their entire endocrine system because for most pets that are coming out of uh, shelters and things of that nature, they are spayed and neutered sometimes as early as eight weeks of age. Okay, this and, is a great topic and I have to take a break. So let's get back to that because people don't understand how that can really affect them. Um, and Cushing's, oh my gosh, everybody has Cushing's and that is definitely, you know, because of we're spaying and neutering our dogs uh, too early. So when we come right back, we'll talk more about that. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots and close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right. We are back with Dr. Ruth Roberts, and you were talking about the endocrine system and how early spaying and neutering can uh, damage our dogs for life. That's exactly it. I mean, so if we spay and neuter at eight weeks of age or even six months of age, I think there's, it's clear in the literature, there were two really excellent studies done at the University of uh, California, Davis, and this is probably 12 or 15 years ago. Uh, But what they found was in golden retrievers, and then they did a case review of golden retrievers and Labradors. In both of those studies, what they found was that unneutered males did not have joint disease. They had a much lower incidence of cancer. They did have prostate cancer. um, And same thing with the female dogs. They did have mammary cancer, but frankly, I would rather deal with those two types of cancer than with all of the ones we're facing today, lymphoma, hemangiosarcoma, histiosarcomas, all of the, you know, all of the endocrine-based diseases. It's awful. It is just awful. 
And so sadly, I mean, one of our few tools really is what is this pet eating? What can we feed this dog or this cat to help them help themselves? And so that's where food is so critical. I mean, that's where their immune system lives. So if you're not feeding their gut, you're not feeding their immune system. So they don't have a chance in hell to fight against these diseases and problems and toxins that are coming into their body. Right on. And not only is the gut not working, but their detoxification system, which is now almost completely the liver because the gut's not working and doing its part of detoxification, it is so overwhelmed. And they're actually creating more toxic molecules because they can get through that first step of detoxification, but they just don't have the resources to get through the second part of the detoxification. So these highly, you know, the first product was bad enough, the first thing, but that end product of the first step is even more toxic in many cases than the original compound. And the pet just cannot get rid of them. Same thing with us. So this is where food is so critical. Uh, Now, most veterinarians in the holistic space are very adamant about raw feeding, but because I came from a traditional Chinese veterinary medicine background and also functional medicine, what I've found is that using vegetables and uh, lots of vegetables that are well cooked because pets lack, dogs lack cellulase, the enzyme that breaks down the cell wall of plants, we've essentially given them a pre-digested food. And now we can add in things like broccoli, kale, uh, all of those brassica veggies that are gonna help the liver detoxify more efficiently, add in more fiber so that the gut bugs can eat and 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 the good guys can get back in charge instead of the bad guys. And the fiber helps to suck up all of these gnarly little toxic molecules. So it's just a win-win situation uh, for for the pet. So it's it's an enormous tool. So not raw. So Mm -hmm. you're talking about um, slow cooking. Correct. And you do it in a crock pot, which is why it's called the crock pet. Crock pet diet. Yeah, but you know, you can do it however it works for you. So I've had a lot of folks. So the idea in Chinese medicine is to slow cook low and slow adds less heat to the food. But frankly, what I've said is, what can you do on a regular basis that makes sure you're going to continue to do this. And so I have a lot of my clients that are using Instapots, um, we'll often cook on the stove or in, you know, at a low, slow oven. So there's a myriad of ways to do it. But by slow cooking, you sort of pre-digest the food, make it easy for the pet to adsorb. And, and there's a lot of evidence coming out that dogs really did evolve with us. And they ate first our garbage and then our leftovers. And then as we started realizing, oh, these guys are fun and they play with us. And at, you know, at that point, they were also excellent hunting companions. Then we began feeding them. And what was our diet? It was paleo for the best descriptors. I think that's the thing most folks are familiar with, but it was more of an even breakdown between the macronutrients of protein, fat, and carbohydrate. So not, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the deal. I love it. I love yeah. that you said that because I, I am all about raw and fresh feeding. I believe in it. Um, I am, I have at my rescue, I have mostly senior dogs, senior right. geriatric dogs. And, um, and some of them have even been on a raw diet up to a certain point where I now have to do slowly cooked. 
or lightly cooked. Yes. So I totally, it, why is that? I would love to know what, why you say that. And, and I know the re answer, but I want you to say it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so again, we're back to that margin of error as we get older. I mean, things just don't work as well as they used to. Uh, so there are, we have to adjust. And that's the thing. I can't tell you that cook diet is the only way, and I'm not going to, because you have to do what's appropriate for that individual dog and make adjustments if it's not working and don't be so bought into something that you say, well, this isn't working well for this dog right now. Let's pivot and try this. So it goes both ways. I have clients that have fed home cook for a long time and then all of a sudden they're doing better on raw uh, and, and vice and versa. I, and then I yeah. always remind people that, you know, just because you think you have found the perfect protein that they're all of a sudden may not want that protein anymore and you have to change the protein. Or, um, you know, like I've always mentioned this, most of my dogs were on Answers Pet Foods. So they would go from the detailed formula, which has all the fermented vegetables in it, to they couldn't tolerate that, to the straight formula, to now a lightly cooked, um, you know, diet. So I don't want people to think, you know, you can't, just like us, we can't buy something right off the shelf and pour it in a bowl and eat it and think we're getting everything that we need. Variety matters. And as you get older, things change. So yes, those raw feeders, you may be feeding your dogs um, a lightly cooked uh, meal as they get older. But I have two 15-year-olds, I'm sorry, a 16 and a 15-year-old who both still eat raw. I know they were on a kibble diet their whole entire lives and thrive on it. So every dog is different. Just like when we go to treat them with C CBD, a full-spectrum hemp extract, Every dog is different. We don't just go, you're 10 pounds and you have anxiety, here you go. Every dog right is going on. to react differently. Treat them as individuals. So we love that message. Yeah. Um, and, and, it's, and, and I think rotating foods before you have to is critical. So that's what I encourage people to do is to every batch use a different protein, use a different set of vegetables, use a different carbohydrate. So that I think all of us just by definition now, people, dogs, have leaky gut syndrome. And so by using that rotation strategy, you're going to diminish the chances that you or your dog develops a sensitivity to what you're eating. And so the biggest question or the biggest fear, and I love this because um, on your site, you have a, a little ebook that you can download. And what I love about it is basically you're educating pet parents of when you actually have to go to the vet. Because we, we actually did an entire video about diarrhea because people, you know, people freak out when their dog has diarrhea and we're like, well, who, haven't you had diarrhea? You know, so it's kind of funny how um, people freak out. And then what, what's worse is that they'll run to their vet, their conventional vet, who will give them um, the Metra, whatever, that just destroys their gut bacteria. It's only supposed to be used to stop it and maybe three days, but they continue to use it for, you know, weeks or whatever. And they didn't even need it in the first place. Um, and then I feel like now, instead of getting better, we've gone backwards and now we have to completely start over again. Um, what is that? How do you, that's what I think I loved about your little, your book is that you were educating pet parents on, these are the major things. This is how to be prepared and this is what's in your toolkit. Now I want to leave your toolkit for last because you had some wonderful things that I don't even know about and I don't have in mind. So I want to talk about those things. Sure. But 
talk about how um, parents can be proactive and when they really do need to be worried. Because I do know sometimes when you switch proteins around, there's, there might be loose stool or diarrhea, but it doesn't mean you need to run to your vet. Right. And one of the things that sort of prompted me to write that ebook is I am so heartbroken by my profession because it's become so cookbook. And I find that veterinarians are not using their brains. And so we just throw them on this, we throw them on that and do the thing that is easiest that we believe will palliate the symptoms and get the client back out the door and coming back for a refill of whatever the heck it is. Yeah. So you're right. Thank you, by throwing, that. As a yeah. vet, thank you for saying that. I just, I am That's so That's why I have wonderful bad. vets on all the time because <laughs> I want to show that there's some amazing ones. So yeah. And it, yeah. Anyway, so the, the interesting thing is, is that, yeah, you can throw metronidazole at it, at the diarrhea and it will help them feel better pretty quickly because in this instance, it's probably just reducing the inflammation in the gut, but, and, and get, don't get me wrong. If you have C. diff or, or Campylobacter or another bug, metronidazole is appropriate because otherwise that bug is going to run rampant. But you want to know that that's the deal, and it's not just because you changed food. So what else can you do? Get some really good quality probiotics in there, get some fiber, get some activated charcoal, some bentonite clay, and that's plenty. And, you know, some rice or something like that. That's plenty to stop the diarrhea in 99% of the cases. And what about Diagel? I just learned about Diagel, that it was all natural and can stop. Yeah, it's, that's been around for a long time. It's a kale and pectin fiber-based with a little bit of probiotic in there, but you can do a better job with plant-based fibers, potatoes, rice, et cetera, and, uh, you know, and just stuff that you can go to the drugstore and get or grocery store even better and a better probiotic as well. So it's, it's so frustrating because we're so trained to think that we don't know what's best for our pets. That's right. what my profession has been telling you for years. And it's, it's just not right. I mean, this is where you have to stand up and be the advocate. Absolutely. Just like you have to do for yourself and your entire family. We have to go in, we have to educate ourselves, go in, ask the right questions, say, yes. no, I'm not comfortable with that prescription medication or no, can I get a titers instead of a vaccination? You know, right things on. like that. We, when we come back, I want to start talking about um, the clay, and you mentioned something else uh, that I would love to, to educate, not only myself, but I know I have wonderful products that have it in it, but I love what it does and how it absorbs toxins, and I want you to talk a little bit more about that when we come back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back with It's a Dog's Life, and I'm talking to Dr. Ruth Roberts, and we're talking about 
uh, health and the importance of our gut, dog's gut health, our gut health, how it changes over age. And um, so you, if you go to her rep website, which is drruthroberts.com, um, not only can you download this free book, which I love it to me, it's like a, a kit, um, know what you need on hand. Um, I have what four drawers of, you know, everything you could possibly imagine so that I can run out. And of course, in my toolkit, my number one thing is my CBD oil. It's like, whatever happens, I give them the CBD, the full spectrum hemp extract first then I know there's no pain and everybody can calm, calm, be calm. And then I'm going to figure out what the heck to do. Do I have to go to my vet or is this something that I can deal with? And I remember that the first time that a vet said to me, uh, my geese, I had two geese that had botulism and it was awful. And I, you know, my vet referred me to somebody else, to somebody else. And so I got on the phone with his vet and I swear he's an angel. And he just was like, um, what are you doing? And I told him what I was doing. And he goes, you got this, you know what to do. And I'm like, I don't know, I know what to do. It's not getting, <laughs> he goes, you know what to do. Trust that you know what to do. And then I did that. And, you know, they both survived and it was a mess, but, um, I love empowering the pet parents. You do know, and working with your vet is best. And if your vet doesn't work with you, you just need to find another vet. Um, everybody's different. Everybody has a different style. So find a vet that you can communicate with and, and have an open dialogue with. So thank you for this wonderful little uh, kit, this little book. And it basically is telling you when you really do need to go see your vet about certain things but you also have a toolkit and I love your toolkit. Can we talk about some of the things that you have in your toolkit? Absolutely. I would love to start with the clay because I want to know exactly how that works, where it comes from. So bentonite clay is found all over the world. And I think the, there's a company called Redmond in uh, Utah that mines it. And it's, it's one of the cleaner ones I've run across. You can find all sorts. You want to, if you're going to use this for this purpose, which is to adsorb, not absorb, toxins, meaning we're going to stick toxins to the little clay molecules, and the, they're going to just ride out the gut that way. That's the intent and purpose behind it. So um, you want to make sure that what you get is food grade because you can get stuff that's used for cosmetics that... Um, is probably contaminated with stuff. And you so it's kind of like diet to mash this earth. You want to make yeah, sure food, right? it's really clean. Exactly. And if it's, if it says, uh, you know, even if you're going to use it for cosmetics, like I use it for toothpaste, uh, you want to make sure you're, you have a food grade product. So the beautiful thing about bentonite clay is that it adsorbs bad stuff. And so we say toxins and blah, blah, blah. And what the heck are toxins? Well, in the case of diarrhea, these are enterotoxins, little toxins that the bacteria produce because they are evil and vile. And they're like, woohoo, let's kill off all the other guys so I have more space to, to continue to reproduce. However, these enterotoxins are what make you and make your dog feel really horrible when you have diarrhea, when you have a GI issue. And so we were using... Um, uh, a standard process product, which unfortunately is no longer available because it was 
fabulous, um, that had a little bile salts in it. And we would give these uh, bentonite clay tablets and boom, within about two to four hours, that pet, that person was like, wow, I feel pretty decent. And it's because all of the things that these bad bacteria that have gotten out of hand produce uh, get sucked up onto this clay product. So it's marvelous for many, many, many situations. Um, so for instance, when uh, uh, pets have really dreadful kidney disease, it's another adsorbent you could add in along with aluminum hydroxide or something of that nature to help suck up some of the evil spirits. The downside is, well, the upside in the case of diarrhea is that it's, it's constipating. It kind of sucks up water too and solidifies everything. So the downside is, is that long-term, if you're treating a really nasty gut case, you have to be very careful about making sure there is sufficient water and, and fiber if the pet can tolerate it. But it is one of my go-tos for many, many situations. Activated charcoal also is awesome. And for Tell some, me how activated charcoal works. Same principle, but it's a little bit different. Um, it is not as potent an adsorption agent, but for some pets it works better than the bentonite clay and vice versa. So it's one of those things that if you're dealing with a chronic GI issue, I'd encourage you to get both of them and figure out which one works best. And in some cases, they work best in a combination. So it's, it, again, the idea is like if you... If your dog eats something, the first thing the emergency clinic does is um, presuming you're past the point of uh, inducing vomiting and getting whatever it was, the rat poison well, or what have you sure out. People know yeah. how to induce vomiting because that, that was... Well, there is that I mean, too. If you have yeah. a dog, which, you know, if you've had dogs all your life, you probably have gone through a, that you had the one dog that ate everything. So right. uh, I learned real quick. And it was great because this was when I lived in Miami and I called my vet and they're like, uh, give them hydrogen peroxide. That's going to make them throw it up. Right. And my God, it worked every time. So, Well, you're, you're lucky because I've had two and it does work really well. And I think in the guide, there's a, there's a dosing uh, sort of set of guidelines, but you do have to be careful because I've had two dogs that didn't work on. And unfortunately, the, the, the dog that travels, one of the dogs that travels with us, Mona, is 16. And how this dog is still alive, I do not know. She has eaten a glass jar with the bacon grease, half a pound of raw bacon, all of that. So I can't, we've, so with her, we can give her peroxide and peroxide and peroxide. And all she does is get a really big tummy. So if you go past that suggested dose range, stop. It's not right. going to work. Time to go and, to the bed. And it actually can create problems because now you have this expansive oh, bubbles. Oh, got it. Yeah. So you have to be, you do have to be judicious with that. But I mean, that's the thing. If we, that's the first line treatment for any toxicity is activated charcoal. Yeah. Well, awesome. So I also noticed that you do courses for pet parents. I just want to tell everybody, how can they find you can they do, I know that I can chat with you on your website. So anybody can come on and ask questions about anything that we talked about, or uh, can they book a consult with you? Uh, all of that and, and yeah. more. So, so I have an assistant, Hannah, who handles most of the messages coming in. We have several holistic health protocols 
for dogs and cats that give you kind of the basics of what to do in each situation. So one is for GI issues, cancer, that sort of stuff. I do one-to-one consults. And then one of the things that we've been working on this year is called iPets Ally. And what it is is a subscription product where you can go to uh, a weekly broadcast, ask questions, get answers about your pet. But more than that, go back and look at our whole video archive, which is tremendous, uh, along with transcripts and things of that nature, so that you can find answers on specific questions. So So those of you that call and write and say, you know, you live in a town where the closest holistic vet is, you know, 50 miles away, um, here is another vet that you can go to and talk to online and, um, and go through everything. It's your, we live in a wonderful uh, time, uh, terrible, but wonderful time where we can actually speak to our doctors and the best doctor and the doctor that we want to work with and we can do telehealth over um, a Zoom call or whatever it is. So thank you for offering that. And thank you so much for joining um, us today. We learned so much. Again, Dr. Ruth Roberts, her website's drruthroberts.com. I think you're on Facebook, YouTube, everything. All that stuff, yeah. Wonderful. And then download your wonderful book that tells you your toolkit. Just add see a full spectrum hemp extract to that toolkit and um, when you actually need to go to a vet. So it was really helpful. And thank you so much for creating that. Take care. My pleasure. You as well. Bye-bye. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Rockstar Energy is giving one lucky winner a trip to Las Vegas. To enter, text Vegas to 59570 for your chance to win an all-inclusive trip to Las Vegas from Rockstar Energy. Again, that's V-E-G-A-S to 59570. A confirmation text will be sent. Standard message and data rates apply.